Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, today, I'm catching up with South African artist, Reserborg. How you going? Hey, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing over there? Yeah, good. Thanks. So, um, like, I haven't, had, uh, I haven't had much contact with, um, like, the South African uh, art scene. Like, what's it like over there? Um, yeah, I, I find it quite, a, quite exciting. It's... Uh, I think in some ways it's a little bit in its uh, infancy in terms of uh, professional, uh, you know, festivals and the way things are operating internationally. Um, but I think there's some some really um, interesting artists that have come out of South Africa. Obviously, I'm sure you're aware of uh, Faith 47 and uh, I know Dal East. Uh, I was, I don't know if they're still married or what, but I know that they were married and he lived in Cape Town for a bit as well. So she's obviously really blown up internationally. And um, there's another artist, uh, Sam, uh, Ricky Lee Gordon. I think he goes by his normal name now. Um, and he's since then moved overseas. Have you heard of those guys? Yeah, I actually, uh, I met Ricky Lee Gordon in, um, in Bali last year. We were just we were hanging out. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. He's a really nice guy, and he's also helped uh, helped me with um, uh, exhibiting some of my work when he used to run a gallery in Cape Town. Um, so yeah. Um, I think uh, the in terms of like uh, a market for for my work um, is a, is a lot smaller than it probably would be in a major city. But, um, yeah, I get to travel and leave the country every once in a while. And I think, uh, um, well, at least I hope, I think as an artist, I have maybe a a different uh, perspective on things. Um, And I think, uh, I don't know, more and more as I get older, the the history kind of defines your voice as an artist, you know? it, it the the art scene is a, is a lot smaller here because obviously there's a lot more um, uh, poorer people in our country. So the the art market is probably on the last list of of what people want to you know buy <laughs> you know buy art when people are kind of struggling month to month. But um, I think just living uh, in a different country um, with, with a different set of problems kind of gives an artist a different perspective and a different voice, which I'm starting to find a little bit more uh, interesting and, uh, appreciating, you know, the unique perspective, uh, and experiences that I'm, that I'm bringing to the table as an, as an artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting trying to make yeah. a living off, um, selling like what's considered a, a luxury item, isn't it? It's, uh, it's not, it's, you know, yeah, it's, sure. it's not like food, water and shelter, you know, it's, <laughs> Or transport or anything. It's something, yeah. you, um, you know, it's, you indulge in art. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so you're from Durban, right? Is That's right, isn't it? Durban? Yes. Um, Durban, it's a small, it's a small, um, it's a small coastal town on the East Coast. Um, we have awesome weather almost uh, throughout the year. I don't know what it's like in your area in uh, Australia, but uh, yeah, you can pretty much go surf uh, in winter 
and the water is pretty much pretty warm because you've got the Indian Ocean um, coming onto the East Coast. And uh, for those people that aren't too aware of South Africa and the geography, then you'd have Cape Town, obviously, on the southern tip. And Johannesburg is the other major city, which is more central um, in uh, South Africa. I used to um I used to live in uh in London in a house with um seven guys from um Durban. Oh wow! Yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. so cool. We all got along really fun. well until hope- um until the sports was on, and if yeah. Australia was playing uh South Africa in the rugby or the the cricket or something like that, oh, I just got out of the house. They were a nightmare. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I, I, I'm kind of like the, I'm kind of a South African, but I'm actually, you know, I also don't kind of fit in yet because I'm also, you know, like this kind of like creative person and I actually don't really care about the rugby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so when everyone's like, hey, we're watching the rugby, I'm like, uh, I don't actually really care. Who, who, who's playing? Who, what, you know, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's all good. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. People no. love rugby. I know. I didn't care about it either. I've like only watched a couple of rugby games in my whole life, you know. And um, I'd just come home from work yeah. and they'll just look at me and go, "Get out! Just get out of here!" And I've realised that Australia <laughs> have given them an absolute hiding. <laughs> so, um, so in Durban, is there like a is there like a much of an art scene in Durban? Um, not so much actually. Uh, I think a lot of the artists and creative people eventually eventually leave. Um, probably out of out of frustration, um, but there are there are some there are a few interesting creatives around. But in terms of, uh, I mean, there's a couple of galleries and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think just people uh, don't really have the money to, you know, if you work on a painting that's going to take you a week or two weeks, they don't really have money to, you know, you can't really sell it for the price that you. You really want to sell it for. Um, so uh, there are a lot of artists around, but I think a lot of them would either uh, work and then sell stuff in Joburg or Cape Town or wherever, you know. Mm. So um, there definitely are creatives around, and there's some interesting things happen happening. Um, so uh, we've got like a few little s- small pockets of like creative hubs in the area um, where there's a a couple uh, agencies and a few creatives that are doing some interesting things. Um, yeah, but it, uh, it's relatively quite small. Like you said that, uh, you know, you do like most of the work uh, via the internet. Like how, like how do you utilize the internet to, um, to do work? Well, well, I guess, I, I, you know, also I think also again, coming from a, from where I live, I don't think you can just make money just on your art. So I, I kind of do a mix of stuff, um, uh, illustrate commercial illustration. I guess a little bit of design, um, not so much, but a little bit of graphic design stuff, and then uh, the murals. And uh, yeah, I think just obviously with the with the with the with the website, you know, sometimes get to travel to to Cape Town and Joburg, where I get to do. Uh, bigger murals with bigger commissions for um, bigger clients, and obviously just with the website, it just helps um, for me to show my portfolio to them. And uh, you know, obviously with the illustration stuff, I get to work with uh, people from all over the world. And yeah, obviously just email and internet just really helps with that and brings everyone so much, brings people together so much. Sm- uh, you know, and the world is so much smaller. You know. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, with the internet, it just opens up doors. I think, you know, uh, I've been doing it for since about 2010, and I think um, ah, it's all about just hard work, you know, just really being persistent, emailing people, sending out promotional material, and being patient, you know. And um, I just think uh, I'm a positive like, believer in, like, hard work and, uh, and really just putting your name out there and build uh, solid friendships with people and and it takes time but um it, it definitely works out in the end if you prepared to put in the work you know yeah yeah no, i'm with you because i feel that um you know being in the southern hemisphere you sort of feel like you're in the um back pocket of the world you know it's like um every everything's happening over in europe and america and you know it's it's sort of like we're forgotten about we're so so far tucked away you know it's um i think you need yeah. to really you know, you need to hone in on your craft and then, you know, be be loud with it so you get noticed. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just think as the world is becoming smaller and smaller, I think, uh, I don't know, my feeling is I think people are also, especially art collectors and that, I think they are looking for, uh, you know, fresh, fresh, fresh things and fresh, fresh perspectives. And... Um, I guess, I mean, I look at uh, other Australian artists like Dabs and Mala, you've done phenomenally well in the States and have moved over. I guess eventually you'd have to uh, make the jump at some point if you're getting a lot of interest, you know? Hmm. Yeah, they actually, um, you know, they, they went over there like practically unknown and um, like carved out a name for themselves in LA, which I think is also a really hard thing to do. You know, they've... Um, yeah. Yeah, they were persistent. They worked really yeah. hard. <laughs> Yeah, you know, being that you do painting, like illustration and then graphic design, like did you did you study any of them or yourself taught? Yeah, I studied graphic design um, mainly because my dad was like, "You ain't gonna make any money doing art." <laughs> so, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I wasn't too good at school in terms of mathematics and stuff. So I think uh, art was well. I think I really enjoyed doing art anyway, but. Um, it was pretty much my only choice, really, because I, I couldn't really get into anything else. And my dad was getting a little bit worried. He was like, well, what are you going to do? You know, you can't just, uh, you got to get a degree or something, you know. But uh, I studied graphic design, and um, and then my uh, first job uh, was doing uh, baby ads, you know. And I was like, geez, this, this can't be the rest of my life, you know, designing my our main account was doing baby ads, you know. And uh, I think I uh, discovered, um, I mean, I was always into art and I knew some street artists in like around about 1999. But uh, I think uh, with, uh, I don't know if you ever remember uh, Fecal, Fecal Face. Oh, yeah, the San Francisco-based website. <laughs> yeah, I think just with skateboarding, cause I, I mean, I did a lot of skateboarding. I somehow discovered uh, Fecal Face and uh, discovered some uh, really cool artists on there like uh, Dave Kinsey. Uh, uh, Jason Jagel, I think um, you interviewed, and uh, a few other artists. And then uh, around that time, I also uh, uh, discovered um, uh, the Beautiful Losers uh, movie. And um, yeah, I was uh, that's when I started um, getting real, mo really motivated to start like working on my own kind of uh, uh, personal projects and stuff. So kind of been doing it around 2000 and four or five uh, that's when I really started you know started thinking but I was also in a band for a while and uh, 
my focus was playing and playing in music for quite a bit of time. And then uh, from about 2008, that's when I, I think around about then, that's when I quit playing music and just focused on um, doing uh, illustration and, and um, murals and painting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, like a lot of your, um, like a lot of your art is really crisp and clean. Like, do you feel that your graphic design and your digital illustration sort of speaks to your art a lot? Yeah, well, um, I, I don't show a lot of my older stuff. Uh, um, I used to do quite a little, a lot of like realistic kind of like portrait kind of painting. And especially in my earlier exhibitions, I was experimenting with a lot of styles. Um, but the last couple of years, I've kind of been worried about kind of like as an artist, like who am I? Am I, am I an artist or am I an illustrator? And just at, at um, my point in my career, and also just thinking about like, you know, do I want to just do paintings until I'm 80 um, or have an interesting career where I'm doing, you know, uh, a mix of different things. I'd like to, you know, do a bit of art and um, doing some illustration stuff as well. I enjoy kind of like, doing different kind of disciplines but then uh, a couple of years ago I thought about like trying to make sure that all the styles kind of complement each other so I kind of changed the the murals to a lot more of a crispier style um, to complement the, the the vector and the other illustration stuff that I'm doing and it's kind of working out quite nicely because um, often I would uh, if I do a mural I don't just do a sketch I mock it up digitally and um, they can see exactly how the mural is going to look. And uh, some of the corporate stuff I do, um, which I don't always show, but um, uh, I offer the digital file as well as an extra fee so they can use it on other media. So they get a mural and they sometimes get like a vector illustration as well of some sort. So it kind of, it's kind of a cool way of working. It's a different way of working, and um, but it's kind of like a different uh, service. You know, I feel like I'm offering something a little bit different. That's pretty clever, being able to um, you know, sell the vector file to them. Because once you've, you know, once you've done the mural, it's not like you're gonna, you know, use a vector file for anything again. It's um, yeah, yeah. Often, you know, often like I've done stuff, and uh, you know, even sometimes I do typography stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we want to put that on a t-shirt," and I'm like, "Well, I've got that, um, but you're gonna need to pay." <laughs> yeah. If you want to use use the file, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so also like I'll say, if their budget is really good, then they'll get the they'll get the vector file. So sometimes they'll put in a bit of extra cash, and then it kind of makes the mural more viable, financially viable to do. You know? Yeah, that's clever business. You know, making money off just sending an email, attaching a file, and off you go. <laughs> yeah, I've got two kids now, so I've got to I've got to try <laughs> i got to try and do as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With your uh, like the style that you've developed through doing you know digital work, but then translating that across to murals, do you feel that it's um it's made you a stronger brand? I guess like uh like you're more recognizable because you're not doing um you know realistic painting and then um these sort of vector looking murals and then digital work. You know it's all sort of um you know all works together. Yeah, that's that's a really good question, um, Tom. Uh, uh, it's a hard one because I'm not. I think I'm still early in my career in terms of, uh, you know, I mean, brands and companies and clients do seek me out. Um, 
And some have said, hey, we want something because they've seen some of my older work that looks, you know, distinctly mine. But um, so it's hard to say. But like if people are actively finding me specifically on a style, but I definitely think in terms of being instantly recognizable, um, definitely, definitely helps. I think, uh, you know, just having a distinct style um, just establishes your credibility in terms of if a client or whatever is going to commission you, you, um, they know, they kind of know what they're going to get. You know, they're not, it's not going to be like this, you know, what, what is this artist going to do? So, um, so yeah, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it does. It does. Cause people have different views on it. You know, some people think that it's, um, it's limiting to only paint in one style and, uh, other people yeah. work on, like lots of different styles, but then they can pull them together in one piece, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, like I was interviewing Michael Reader the other you know, a few weeks back, and he, um, you know, he does lots of different styles, but he sort of puts them all together in one piece. And I, you know, that's, yeah, that's one way of doing it. But um, yeah, no, it's, I'm just interesting interested on different people's um, takes on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really love his work as well. Um, I mean, I think if you dig through my work, you can see some cross-pollination of different styles. And I definitely think um, that uh, my work will evolve and change. I mean, I'm definitely one of those artists that uh, uh, will always evolve. I'm always experimenting. And, and I think that's why I like, you know, emerging, doing a bit of illustration, doing a bit, little bit of um, murals and paintings and stuff and um, coming up with different types of uh, projects and seeing how, you know, the different uh, materials or different, how the different um, painting styles can be applied to different things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really interested in trying to bring back a lot of text texture into the stuff because I think um, some of it is a little bit too clean. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at uh, trying to incorporate that into some of my other work that I'm going to do soon, you know? Yeah. I think it's good to, I think it's always good to, to, to be, um, experimenting and, and, and pushing, pushing, pushing what you, what you're doing, you know, I think always, always stay excited. I think, yeah, I don't know if I would be comfortable. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple of artists, um, you know, out there that just paint portraits and I don't know if I would like want to just be painting, be known as this guy who paints portraits, you know, like these spaces over and over, you know, um, uh, maybe that's a bad thing. I mean, maybe the secret to success is a cookie cutter kind of style, but uh, I don't know. This is, I don't know, for an artist, I don't know. We're supposed to be expressive, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think I fit into any kind of gallery mold. Or, you know, I've done exhibitions where the gallerist is like, uh, this needs to be framed in a proper frame. And uh, I'm like, well, um, the whole part of point of the artwork is to have it in a like on a found piece of wood and and yeah I understand like obviously you know on the on longevity standpoint and like you know maybe there's like <laughs> bugs in the in the old piece of wood but like I generally try and take care of that wood from that perspective you know but like yeah sometimes I just think that uh, traditional galleries and things like that I don't necessarily always fit into that kind of mold. Um, like I've done some exhibitions where private collectors has commissioned me on work and then I've worked on a huge body of work and I've only sold one painting in the gallery and that was 
to that private collector, you know. Uh, so it's like kind of like do we necessarily always need galleries. I mean, galleries are cool, but um, I don't know. I kind of like sometimes think that maybe there isn't necessarily one route that an artist can go, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's it's tough because everyone's different as well. And, um, you know, like as you were saying back to like, you know, someone, if you were just to paint portraits over and over, you'll get bored and then... I know there's also this fear as as like living as a um you know self-employed creative it's sort of like you got to you know some people get um scared to experiment and then other people are so busy that they don't have time to develop new styles and you know like everyone's in different situations but um yeah it's uh it's yeah and some people just have lots of uh lots of exhibitions on as well you know you got to uh keep ticking it over but um I know there was a few points covered there, but I, I think with um, when it comes to uh, exhibiting, you know, I think uh, showing work in galleries is a it can be a real um, something that can really push you. And um, yeah, I think if you're thinking if you if you're thinking solely about making money off that artwork, um, you can really shoot yourself in the foot and try and play it too safe. You know, whereas if you are if you just want to bet, make the best exhibition possible and think, you know, I want to get some really cool photos out of this to be able to show potential clients, it's, um, you know, you can really, uh, really experiment and come out with some, some uh, great concepts and push yourself to do new things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I've noticed uh, people from different continents seem to have um, like styles that they work towards. You know, like there's, like certain styles of the group together in like say America and other styles in Europe. Um, and you know, in Australia, there's like, there's trends and styles over here as well. Do you feel that, uh, South Africa has, um, a, an artistic style that's popular at all? Uh, that's, that, that's a really tough one. Um, it, I guess it depends on, uh, which kind of, uh, category of art that you're looking at. Like, um, you know, I mean, we do have like a contemporary, you know, uh, kind of artists that aren't, you know, in this doing like urban arts and stuff. And uh, there's a lot of stuff where people are doing a lot of, uh, you know, um, commenting on apartheid arts uh, that happened in the 80s in, in, in South Africa or, or talking about, um, you know, specific uh, political struggles and things like that. In terms of a graphic style, um, uh, you know, I think uh, if anyone's come to South Africa, it's such a diverse place. I mean, uh, you know, our official languages, you know, are there's over 10 official languages in South Africa. I mean, we have, you know, Zulu, Kosa, uh, English, Afrikaans, which is like a, a kind of like a Dutch language that's kind of evolved a little bit. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I think there's just a, yeah, there's just so much uh, variety. Um, I definitely think um, there's certain things that actually have defined my um, art in terms of um, how what how I look at art and what's influenced me, and that's a lot of the African street signage, like the barber shop, um, pop up shops that um, a lot of these guys do, um, where um, uh, there's a specific style that they paint and where they paint different people's heads and they show the different hairstyles um, that you can get uh, from the from the hair salon 
which has really influenced my style. And I have definitely seen it in uh, a lot of the other illustrators around. So I think uh, I think what informs a lot of the arts is definitely what's happening, you know, locally. And you can definitely see it kind of filter through into a contemporary practice. But, um, yeah, I think there's, there's, there's not one single thing. But I think that the barbershop uh, kind of influence is definitely there. You can definitely see it in, in some artists' work for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I bought that book uh, a few years ago, the South African Township Barbershops, I think it's called. Hang on, that's it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's it. I've got it on the shelf here. South African Township Barbershops and Salons. It's... um. Yeah, really cool book. Just full of all the. It's just documenting all the um all the the hand painted signage that they have and all the um imagery for all the hairstyles and stuff. It's yeah. it's really cool. Like it, it is. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's like um it's yeah. There's a real innocence to it. You know, they're just trying to get their signs done, and you know they're not uh I guess they're not fine artists who are doing it, but um the styles that they've come out with are like you know they seem really really regional. The styles like um. You know, all the different barbershops, yeah. it's like different people painting them all and they're all that seem like untrained artists. But um, I know between all of them, they've de- sort of developed a style. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, what happens is you'll get one or two guys that are really good uh, at painting these portraits and then some other guys like, yeah, I think I can do that. And then they start doing it and they kind of do it, but it doesn't look as good as the original, but then it becomes like a style. And then, you know, more and more people do it and then it you know, really becomes like, you know, it spreads like wildfire. You know, yeah, I kind of like, um, I kind of like that, uh, you know, that really inspires me because, you know, as a kid, you know, I'm just watching it with uh, my, my son who's six and, you know, when he draws and stuff, he's not thinking about, you know, posting this on Instagram or if anyone uh, is going to like this or whatever. He's just doing it, you know, and there's no consequence in terms of, gallery expectations or market or whatever and I kind of I don't know sometimes I feel we lose that you know we you start looking at work and you, you can see it's kind of derivative of a of what's popular or whatever you know yeah yeah I was in um I was in South America a while ago I, I say it all the time but um yeah, you listen yeah, to every I'm, podcast is sick of hearing me saying it but anyway um there was a uh, there was a um a lot of people over there that were doing like all the hand painted signage and you can tell they were, they were untrained but it's just the you know the naivety that came across in their work was um really appealing to me and um i know I've, I've sort of started to bring text into my artwork a bit and uh i've always been, had really messy handwriting and um i don't know like I've, I've done a lot of graffiti style letters but like as far as doing fonts by hand i've never really been good at it but um through just sort of seeing the naivety and the coolness that's come off from uh, these unskilled, like untrained people doing it, it's like I've started to embrace that in my own artwork, and I've actually got some really good feedback from it from from people who are, who can actually do it, you know. So um, I know I think there is something about you know not not being perfect with with that type of stuff with portraits and also with um, with type. Whereas if you are if you are set out to do a, a perfect portrait. You know, it's pretty easy to get one little thing wrong, and it just throws a whole thing out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't like those. I don't like those perfect portraits. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like uh, painful to look at. You know, um, I mean, I, I, 
I mean, I love it, but I mean, I just think that uh, if you want something perfect, just take a photo of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've never yeah. tried to do it. I've never tried to paint anything like a photo in my life. Um, apart from when I was a kid in like art class or whatever, just looking at a photo and trying to do the best I can. But, um, you know, as an adult and, a, and a, um, an artist, I, um, I steer clear of that. I think there's enough people doing it amazingly that you're going to be competing with them. That Yeah, no, I prefer to just yeah. come out with my own style and, um, and roll with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to your uh, to your murals, like um, when you're painting murals, do you uh, like how how do you get the the vector design that you've done like up on the wall? Yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, I enjoyed listening to uh, I think it was your last podcast or the other one where uh, they were talking about um, uh, I don't know which artist it was that was saying that they uh, put marks on the wall and then they kind of use it as uh, as a guide. Yeah, Roan does that. Uh, yeah, so uh, I actually do that as well. I normally just take a photo of a wall and wherever there's marks on the wall, I kind of use it as a guide. And then, um, and then, yeah, I mean, also uh, the vector stuff is actually, especially the style that I'm doing, it's actually super easy to to get it onto the wall um, uh, because the style, like you just really start in one area and if you get that one little area right, you just pull off that and you're just using the marks on the wall. Um, so I definitely do it like that, um, but then in some cases I do sometimes use a projector. It all really depends on on how much time I have. Um, so I don't really uh, have a preference. Um, it's it's really just on time because I know that I can do it uh, either way. So it just depends on you know the job. If I have limited amount of time uh, and I can get hold of a projector, I'll do it. If I can't, then I'll just yeah just take a photo of the wall. Um, if there is, aren't any marks, I try and put marks on the wall somewhere and then I take a photo and then, then I use that as reference points, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be a popular yeah. uh, a popular way of going about it in the Southern Hemisphere, by the sounds of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you have like a uh, like a, a crew of guys that you paint with or like, you know, like a, a group of artists that you, um, you know, that you hang out with and you yes. collaborate with? Yeah, well, uh, definitely for um, the the paid commission projects. The other thing as well, and it really upsets me, is the fact that the paint in South Africa is utter rubbish. Because um, I don't use spray paint. I mean, uh, I've done a bit of spray paint uh, back in the day, but I'm not like a graph artist. But I really just enjoy um, using paint. Um, also, just with the fumes, with um, spray paints and stuff, I don't, it's using a mask and all of that. Like, I know it's definitely quicker in some areas, but um, the paint in South Africa is really crap. Often you've got to paint an area like two times or three times. So often I do get some younger artists to assist me. I do have a couple guys that I use, but uh, in a way I kind of enjoy working with them because a lot of them come from really bad backgrounds and I kind of take on some guys that I sometimes train and I try and uh, teach them uh, the skills for them to develop their own um, art practice and they just help me you know with the larger scale murals so there's definitely a couple of guys um, there's uh, uh, Kimber and Blessing that uh, I sometimes use and then there's another main guy Josh who's just a good friend of mine 
and he helps me whenever he can. He's he's got a normal job, so he normally helps on weekends or evenings and stuff. So, um, but yeah, part of my thing is to really try and um, include people in the community as well wherever I can um, to assist me with the larger scale murals for sure. I think also that's also one of the reasons why I kind of chose the style because it once you kind of got the artwork laid out and if you got the colors, you can pretty much train anyone to to do it. Um, I don't know if you know about the magic mask technique. Do you, you know that magic? I call it the magic mask technique, but it's like a builder's technique where, where you stop the pain from bleeding. No. No, teach me. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, I mean, I think with spray paint, you can pretty much mask an area and you get a clean line. But sometimes when you paint, painting a like a wall and if you especially if you're using a brush so if you've got two colors and you've got like a blue and you're wanting another color to to go on top of that blue like a triangle let's just say you're doing like a, a white triangle on top of that blue you you mask off that triangle and then before you paint the white you paint like a the blue color that's sitting underneath around the masking tape on the inside and then when that's dry you paint the white and then when it's dry, obviously you can peel it. And normally what happens is uh, the blue that you've just painted inside the tape, that's kind of like going in wherever the paint would have bled. So that blue dries and it like blocks that area. So when the white goes inside, it, it kind of, you get a 100% crisp line. Yeah, that's good. I, I don't yeah, know if that I, makes sense. No, that totally <laughs> makes sense. So it's like putting an undercoat of the yeah. color that you, you, um, you want to protect yeah. it from bleeding. Yeah. That's yeah. really clever. I've, never, I know, I've uh, never known that one. Yeah, I know that. Um, I mean, a lot of murals are like, why are you, uh, why are you making your line so clean? Uh, you know, like, because from far you don't see it. But like, um, I kind of think I'm also a little bit of an insane person because part of my art that I do is almost like I escape from reality when I paint. And a lot of the stuff that I see in South Africa is, you know, there's a lot of negativity. And when I paint, I kind of go into a meditative state and I want to create something where I have absolute control over that art piece. And even though some people won't even notice the clean lines, but I want to, I want to create something that is, especially at this stage when I'm creating these clean murals, I want to make them so clean and maybe it rubs off like on the psyche or maybe it doesn't. But for me, you know, it's from one extent, from one perspective it is i'm creating it for myself but also the other half is for the public but like i want to create something when i look at it i'm like i know that i've kind of like controlled this and this there's only certain things that i can control in my life but i know that this artwork is like a challenge i want to get clean lines and i want to make it when someone looks at it like whoa this thing is like super clean you know <laughs> maybe there's only like one percent of people that would notice but um yeah it's kind of like a meditate like i meditate like a meditative kind of practice when doing it, you know. Um, I don't know, call me insane. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's. I think a lot of uh, a lot of artists can relate to that as well. And also, you're you're doing it for yourself. Like you want to make yourself happy, and if you you want clean lines, like make them clean. You know, yeah. especially if you're selling the vector to go accompany a mural. You know, they're going to be looking at the vector yeah. and going, "Oh, why isn't it as clean as as that?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of um, like bad neighborhoods in South Africa. Like, have you have you run into any much trouble while um, while you're out there painting murals? Uh, oddly enough, no. Um, 
uh, I don't know. I, I haven't had my car stolen. Um, I think my car has been broken into once. Um, uh, you know, I haven't actually my my me myself personally. I, I don't. Maybe I have to say good luck. But I mean, I I know friends that have had their car stolen three times and things like that. And um, so I haven't had any run-ins. I mean, I've often painted at night. I think I just maybe I'm a big guy and people are too scared of me or something. Um, but uh, yeah, the one mural that I did uh, last year was uh, 44 meters long, and it was in quite a rough kind of part of town. And I thought uh, I don't know how the the community was going to feel. And when I started painting, there were these guys chasing each other with broken bottles across the road. And um, I thought, oh, here we go. This is um, there's no ways I'm ever going to do this mural, but um, yeah, it was totally fine. And actually, by the end of it, I actually was getting irritated because everyone was, you know, walking past and saying, this is amazing. You know, this is so cool. Love it, you know. Um, so I know I was listening to an interview with uh, Shepard Ferry, and he was just saying when he was painting in Joburg, he was, I think he was saying something on the lines that uh, it was quite a dangerous, one of the most dangerous places he's been or something like that, <clears throat> you know, and he, uh, people were saying, don't paint after six minutes, it was getting dark. I think there's definitely pockets in this, in, in around South Africa that can be a bit sketchy, but uh, yeah, I've been, I've been fortunate that nothing, nothing too hectic has happened, touch wood. <laughs> yeah. Ah, good one. Is that, was yeah. that the, um, the mural that the, the taxi rang? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Nice and bright. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you were saying that your, your work tends to convey a positive message. Like, do you think that's um, a result of living in a country that has so many like um, social issues such as crime and poverty? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, uh, it, it's so easy to, 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 be, to be negative and just be like, oh, this country is... It's falling apart, you know. I think um, we we're facing some severe challenges, especially when you travel overseas. I've been to Finland and uh, New Zealand and and the states, and I think every country has its own problems for sure. But like, I think we we I mean, Africa in itself is, is faces quite a few different challenges. Um, so my work is all about community and creating work that either um, reflects local culture in some way um, and celebrates local culture um, or having some kind of positive message, unless it's a commercial mural for like a specific company. But um, yeah, I mean, often I've thought about moving overseas and, and maybe that might happen, but that might not, that won't happen just because I want to like kind of like escape. It might be just because of where my career is taking me, but I definitely, you know, I've been around for a bit of time and I've often thought like, why am I here on this specific part of the world? And uh, I just kind of, maybe it's just, you know, me talking myself into it, but I kind of just thought like, I, I need to create, the reason why I'm here is I need to, whatever work that I do as a creative, I need to be part of the solution. I need to create work that's going to fight against the negative because I think a lot of people that are in power and systems, they want to, they want people to be in a negative headspace and not be free and not have a positive mental state. Like, I don't know. Um, so I want to, I want to be, I want to create work that's going to, that kind of disconnect that and, 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 and drive a positive 
you know, have a positive impact in any shape or form, whether it's small or big, you know. Um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to, I, I don't want to, like, die and, and know that I'd just be negative, you know, and create work with skulls and, and stuff like that. All those skulls are cool, but you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It is weird that, um, like, mainstream media does, like, uh, you know, pro- promote so much, like, fear and, like, bad, you know, like, negative uh, energy, you know. It's, I just find it weird that, like, that, that, you know, it does that. I don't know why. I know there's a reason. There's probably, there's all these conspiracy theories and that. But, um, you know, I just think it's good that um, independently people are standing up and trying to, uh, you know, promote positivity. Yeah, I just think that I, I'm a firm believer that there's more good than bad. There's, there's, I think generally people are naturally good. Like, I think people, you know, that like a person that gets into crime in South Africa doesn't get into crime because they want to, they've been listening to gangster rap or whatever silly, like kind of like cliche that some uh, conservative person might think that's been a result of a breakdown of a system that doesn't really care about the average person, you know, and coming from a, a broken childhood or a series of events where they haven't been able to get out of poverty, you know, or whatever negative stereotype that you may see, it's a result of certain things that haven't worked out. And yeah, you can easily just dismiss it and buy your Land Rover and live in your little, you know, kind of house and separate yourself from that part of society. But I think that kind of system, it's not a sustainable model. You know, you can't, you can't live on the 1% you know, where the wealth is just getting, the rich are just getting richer and richer. That system just, just can't work, you know. It's never going to it's never gonna um, be a sustainable model, you know. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah. yeah, you mentioned before that you've uh, you traveled to um, Finland, uh, New York, and New Zealand. Was that, was that, was that uh, just travel or were you, um, like, working on those, those trips? Yeah, 2010, I did an artist residency in Finland. And that was... Um, a really cool experience first world country they give you gave us a place to work and that was really awesome free place to stay start bend that was just mind-blowing um because uh you don't you get those kind of opportunities here but it's a lot harder to get um uh so that was cool and then i yeah i got asked to do a mural for true which is a kind of advertising agency in auckland uh i think it was last year and then uh, recently, well, I've been to New York before. I did a mural commission for Queens College. Uh, they did a program on studying South African culture, and I was I just uh, was lucky to have been selected. And uh, yeah, just recently, I've done a mural for uh, Stuff a Start Arts, um, which is in a uh, which is in Strasbourg, which is in uh, Virginia State, which was super awesome. Cool. It's uh, it's good that you're getting out there and uh, getting your name out. Yeah, man. It's it's so good to be able to travel and see different parts of the world. I think that's the most amazing thing about being a muralist. You know, when you get to do murals like that, I'm sure you you can agree, hey? Yeah, yeah. I haven't done a lot. Um, I haven't been invited to do many uh, internationally. I've um, I've done I've done them nationally, but uh, every time I've painted overseas, it's usually just um finding a spot and painting it but uh <laughs> you gotta uh you yeah. gotta get your name out there don't you you know or your artwork your, your image yeah i think you just uh i think you just gotta ask you know um this last one i just sent him i just emailed them and said hey here's my portfolio and 
luckily they just like my work. I mean, sometimes you just get lucky. I think sometimes you get invited. I mean, uh, maybe I can bring you out here if I manage to put together the, the mural festival and and it goes well and we do another one and we have enough budget. Yeah, mate. I'm keen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what's this mural festival you're, uh, you're, you're trying to get going? Yeah, so uh, everything's been... Uh, uh, put in place. Um, uh, actually, a while ago, I kind of was going around and getting the landlords to approve it, but it was so difficult, like just trying to get hold of them. Um, and I kind of just gave up. And then uh, when I went to Virginia, now I was just like, man, I need to, I need to, I need to go back home and and and, and do something like this. So I was so inspired by what what these guys were doing there. I mean, just the impact of the murals in this small little town. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, I came back and I managed to get a hold of the landlords and I've got four or five different walls, um, fairly big sizes. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to start pitching um, and promoting it and hope, hopefully that we can get enough funding from the community and a few kind of companies to, to sponsor the artists. So I'm really psyched on that. And um, hopefully that's going to happen around about October this year, or we're going to push it to December, just depending on funding and things like that. So the site is going to be going live, hopefully towards the end of the month. Um, and if anyone, anyone wants to check it out, um, we've named the festival Southopedia, kind of playing on the idea of uh, a you know Wikipedia or an encyclopedia. So kind of discovering the things of the South, uh, like South Africa. So we'll be celebrating kind of like local culture. Um, we're not going to do anything political. Um, we want to keep it positive. Um, and it's going to be a mix of artists, some some graph guys, and then some some artists like me, some illustrators. And uh, yeah, we'll just see, see how much funding we get. So I'm super pumped about that. Yeah, good on you. Like I've, it's weird because you see all these mural festivals happening around the world, and you think they're they're put on by the, by big corporations or anything. But then when you you know you get to them, you realise that they're just they're just um, passionate artists <laughs> wanting to um you know make something happen and pull pull uh, a lot of artists together and do some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I learned so much from the guys from uh, Stufferstad, and um, you know they yeah they just you know they're just a bunch of passionate guys that got together and. Um, uh the one guy uh, was living in new york for a bit and then you know he was doing a whole bunch of events in uh, new york and then eventually moved back home and was like i want to i want to create an artist kind of community in this town i mean it's really small um uh if i'm mistaken i might be mistaken but i think there's only about seven thousand people in this little town but um yeah they've had some really amazing artists come out um I can't remember the artist that just painted now. There's two girls, I think it's Sarah and Jess or something like that. I think they painted Powwow and um, uh, yeah, they did the Juxtapose Clubhouse. They just painted now. So um, they've been bringing out some really interesting artists and it, it's it's just so cool um, being one of those invited artists and just seeing how the whole operation works and seeing how the murals actually impact the community you know it's 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 an amazing thing to to see when when a bunch of passionate people want to you know bring artists to their town and um curate it properly and do it in a professional way and it's it's kind of inspiring because anyone can really do it you know you just got to get a couple people together 
and um, be passionate about it and be willing to kind of do something for your community. Um, yeah, because, you know, I've done some projects uh, in the past where I've gone and got funding from different people and done a mural, but, you know, this mural hasn't happened, this festival hasn't happened yet, but I'm really feeling better as an individual knowing that I'm doing something for other people as well. And I think that's, just as a human being, I think it's super important to, you know, when you start doing things for other people in the community, it also kind of helps you as an artist to grow and to develop and to forge new friendships and, and other work possibilities, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, good on you. So we're going to go into the rapid fire section of the podcast. Are you ready? I am. I am. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, name one artist you think deserves more shine. Ah, uh, There's one artist uh, that I recently discovered, um, Adam Crawford. He lives in, if I'm not mistaken, Philadelphia. And uh, you can check out his work uh, at, uh, I think his Instagram handle is A Crawford Art. And I discovered him uh, through uh, Jonathan Levan. They do this, um, uh, they, serve, they, they do like this uh, delusional artist call. And he was one of the selected artists. And uh, yeah, this stuff is super, super cool. Kind of has a Barry McGee kind of feel. But yeah, it's pretty fresh. I kind of like it. Cool. I'll check it out. Um, what's one medium you'd love to work with? You know, the one paint that we can't get in South Africa is one shot. They don't bring it in. And I uh, really dig to experiment with the sign writing. Yeah. You can still try yeah. uh, sign writing with other paint, though. Yeah, well, what do you suggest? I tried uh, like kind of like water-based enamels and things like that. But um, what do you uh, would you have any suggestions? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not a sign writer, but um, I've used one shot and I've used other enam enamel paints as well. And it's like I don't know. You can get similar stuff. I know it's not it's not as good as the uh, the original, but um, you know, if you can find yeah. like high gloss enamel paints, and um, you can get a sort of yeah. you can start to see what it's like anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd really dig to try and yeah. Yeah, that way when you get it, you get your hands on it, you're not wasting uh, a tin of it <laughs> trying to practice. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, what's one skill you wish you had? Uh, I I think I would I have to have more confidence. <laughs> uh, I think um, yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, super shy, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm an artist. Um, so yeah, I wish I had a bit more confidence in terms of being able to, uh, you know, talk to more people. And I think maybe this is this mural festival is kind of like helping me to get out there a bit more, you know, I think, um, yeah, seriously, I think as artists, we're always so critical on our, on our work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the mural festival is going to really, um, you know, push that one out there. Yeah. Hopefully they don't ask me to talk in public. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're the organizer, you're probably going to have to do a speech or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite artist? Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, I know it's kind of probably typical, but I really, one of the biggest influential artists for me was uh, Margaret Kilgallen, which uh, uh, Barry McGee's late wife. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Were you aware? You know her work, I'm sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's another artist I also really love um, called uh, the, well, I think it's a duo. I'm not too sure if they are still doing stuff together. Called the Date Farmers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love their work as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and um, like, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh man, if if I could go back, I um, I would be less afraid. I'd, uh, I'd I'd say uh, save as much money as you can and try and go somewhere um, or try and make contact with some other international artists like muralists and ask them if you could be their assistants and even if you could uh, travel with them for like three months or four months and just work with them for free, um, like to save enough money to go and you know, just travel with them for three months if they if you can if you can get an artist that would be willing to let you come along and um, just watch and learn and this is even if you're helping build scaffolding, running, getting paints and stuff. <clears throat> because um, yeah, I think I would have uh, learned so much from that kind of experience. Also, just traveling. I only started traveling once I got married and when when I, when I did this artist residency in Finland. So uh, travel is really, like, as soon as you can do it, it I, I highly recommend it because um, it just really opens your mind. And the other thing was, uh, oh, what was the other thing? But, you know, the other thing was, like, I, although I, did, I don't regret it at all, I mean, I played in music for quite a long time, but I really have this philosophy, and that this is just my philosophy. I don't think um, people should just take it to heart or whatever, but try and find... Um, I try and find that thing that you really want to focus on because I feel there's only so much time in the day where you can get good at something. And I think um, the sooner you can focus on that thing that you want to get good at and not get too distracted on like, you know, whether it's playing music or playing uh, soccer and also trying to do art. Although it's good to have different hobbies and things, but have try and focus on something that you can really get good at it as soon as as soon as you can not that that's going to be a you know not that if you don't do that it's going to be a recipe for disaster but it will definitely you know get you on the right footing you know yeah i, I agree because like a lot there's people out there who have natural ability to do things but um you know most of us have to work really hard and put a lot of hours into it so i guess the earlier you get started the the better you can get yeah yeah um do you have a, a dream project you'd love to work on well, besides this mural festival, um, you know, part of it we want to do is do some workshops uh, with with kids and things like that. But my dream project would be if it if it was or if it's somehow financially viable was to to have a like kind of a studio space where it's where I could get creatives to come and work, and they have. You know, a facility where there is screen printing equipment and different things, and also have their own private studio, where the where the rent has been subsidised, and um, they we also have <clears throat> like a skills development program where maybe either the artist devotes some time uh, to mentoring students because I think there's a huge gap uh, in you know tertiary education where these kids, you know, you study art or design and then you get out and then you've got to try and either go get a job. And what, what, a lot of the time what happens is, is you get a job and then you 
you kind of get like settled into them. Either you you have the balls to kind of like break away from that and do your own thing, or you just stick it out. But um, I feel like if we if I could have a a work a, a warehouse or it's kind of like studio place where people can come who are really eager to learn and learn from other artists um, and we get to share skills and help build them up um, because also just a lot of people in South Africa as well from poorer backgrounds don't have the opportunity to to see what is possible with art and design and things like that. So it would be really awesome at some stage to have some kind of program like that where you know, you have an artist creative community where people can do their own thing privately because I actually like to be quite private. You know, I don't want to be bothered when I'm working, but also have a community where, you know, on Mondays I'm going to go and do a workshop with, with kids or something and they're working on projects and there's a facilitator there um, and then maybe they eventually then move on, you know. So that would be a dream project. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds like uh, you're going to be coming out of your shell if you're doing that and the, uh, and the mural festival. <laughs> well yeah let's see <laughs> yeah yeah cool. and, and um like where where are you wanting to take your art career ah sheesh i mean uh i, I think um i don't want to have too many i don't have too many expectations i would love to uh you know do more exhibitions overseas where where, where people actually can you know where people would be buying my work so you know building my work to that stage um but yeah i kind of uh yeah if i can just continue doing uh getting bigger and bigger you know illustration jobs that that pay fairly and uh and then mixing it up with with doing exhibitions overseas and murals uh i'd be stoked if i can just continue doing this and being able to pay the bills and provide for my family you know um that's what i really want to do and do these community projects you know so as long as um, there's budget and stuff, uh, yeah, as long as I can do these kind of projects, I'm super stoked, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and do you have any uh, future plans or projects in the pipeline other than the, uh, the mural festival? Yeah, um, there is a, a specific project I'm um, experimenting with at the moment. Um, is Well, <clears throat> it's probably because I've got two kids now. I've got a newborn who's, who's four months and... Uh, I really want to try and develop a a uh, a puzzle, um, but screen printed and using all my characters. Um, and I'm thinking about doing um, like kind of like a pre-order. And some I'm experimenting with the screen printing now on the characters. And I'm going to work out uh, uh, how much it's going to cost to make and ship and going to make a video hopefully towards the end of the year as well for that and see if people want to pre-order that for Christmas. So I thought it would be pretty cool to experiment, experiment with a, kind of like an art project but something that's usable um, and experimenting with screen printing. So I'm hoping I'm going to be able to, to, to do that in between all my uh, other commissions and stuff. Ah, good, good stuff. So, um, yeah. so where's the best place for people to check out your art online? I guess on the Instagram, uh, Rezaborg, R-E-S-O-B-O-R-G, or on my website, which is the same thing, Rezaborg.com. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. It's been um, really great to find out more about um, South Africa and what's going on down there and, and a lot more about your art career as well. Awesome, man. Thanks so much, Tom. I really, really enjoyed chatting. And I think you've got such an awesome podcast. It's one of my favorite 
Uh, you've interviewed some of my favorite artists already, so it's so cool to to share my story with with, with your listeners. And um, if anyone is interested in South Africa and <clears throat> wanting to come out here, they they um, they can contact me. I'm happy to share ideas or uh, places where they can go. There's an amazing artist community in Cape Town. Um, so if, if anyone anyone wants to know more, um, I'd be more than happy to to share share ideas. So I just want people to come check out our country because it's it's one of the countries where people don't always think about about coming, you know. And maybe they might be pleasantly surprised with uh, with a different place, you know. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Bench Talk. To view images of the guest's artwork, follow us on Instagram at bench underscore talk or go to benchtalkpodcast.com. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, subscribe via iTunes or follow Bench Talk on SoundCloud or Stitcher. If you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. And thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. See ya.